Hi, I'm Tim Hernandez. Welcome to another edition of Words on a Wire. Our special guest today is Fresno-based poet and spoken word artist Aided Medina. Um, and I'm going to read you a little bit about her bio, and then we'll just welcome her right into this conversation. Aided Medina is a, like I said, a poet and spoken word artist. She creates and performs her poetry in English and Spanish. She enjoys mentoring high school students. She's also worked with the Poetry Out Loud program based in there in Fresno. Uh, she's mentored youth through slam competitions throughout California, Central Valley, and the Southwest. She's also performed herself. She's performed at the Woman of the World Poetry Slam in Dallas, Texas. She's the recipient of numerous uh, awards and accolades, including the 2017 Fresno Arts Council Horizon Award. She's published in journals and anthologies, and she's been a longtime friend of mine as well. Looking forward to speaking with her right now. Aided Medina, welcome to Words on a Wire. Hi, it's nice to be here, Tim. So good to finally get to have you on our show. Uh, you know, you're obviously a longtime friend of mine, but also a poet that I've admired for quite some time. And you're doing some really amazing things in the Fresno area where you're you're calling us from Fresno right now. Is that right? Yes, I am. I'm right here, right in front of my window, relaxing nice. in Fresno, California. There you go. There you go. Well, you know, uh, I'm a fan of your work and I know a lot of people who've got to see you perform and all that are fans of your work. But for the listeners here in the front, in Frontera land, uh, you know, here in El Paso and El Chuco, for the listeners who will be listening to this streaming, uh, you know, uh, why don't you kick us off with a poem so we can we can all get to hear it? Of course, my pleasure. So this piece is called Dear Pat. I have recently come back from the deer path. My soul is now in my body. All of these thoughts are my own thoughts. The deer has confirmed my return. His mother died, leaving him wounded, killing my hopes of meeting her. Now I will never know the answers I wanted from the mother. His secrets are his own. The elderberry and the manzanita rustle he is there in his deer hide, in his buck form, venado, closer to the earth, mortal. My soul is here with me, mortal. I have left his forest home, exiled. I will cry for all of us, for lost mothers, grandmothers, love, for all of the love that has left us. Gracias. Wonderful. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Words on a Wire, and we are speaking with our special guest today, a poet, spoken word artist, activist, uh, all around, uh, you know, badass artist, Aidel Medina. And she's calling us from Fresno, California, uh, you know, and a poet that I've admired and whose work I've known for quite some time. Um, in fact, well, you know, actually, first, I want to talk about that poem. Beautiful uh, depiction of the flora and fauna that, you know, you're referring to there, the deer path. And, you know, tell me how... Um, how, how that poem came about? Um, I was out on a hike in the Santa Cruz Mountains and uh, I was trying to be very quiet, uh, uh, more, <laughs> more because I was trying to figure out where my group had gone to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, you know, poets, we wander and we kind of dream and <laughs> we get in, yeah. we went, go off and veer off and that's what I did. And so I was just listening for them. And as I was listening for them, a deer came out of the thicket and I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And just kind of stared at each other. And I was a little bit afraid. I don't know if you've ever been face to face with a buck. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's not, it's not Bambi. It's not Disney. Mm -hmm. It's real. And I was a little bit scared and um, just watched him. And he watched me. And uh, I realized that he was watching me because he had a whole, you know, group of deer with him. Right. And so that's where that poem came from. And, you know, it's interesting to me because a lot of writers who come out of the Fresno and San Joaquin Valley area, Central California, you know, we, we often write from place. We write a lot about place. Um, I, I include myself in that field. Yeah. Uh, we write about fields. <laughs> also, we write about, you know, the, the scenarios there. Uh, sometimes we write about the inner city grit of Fresno. Sometimes we write about, you know, the, you know, the, the issues that are still going on with the farm workers in that area and things of that nature, the pollution. Um, but your approach is, uh, from what I've heard of your work lately, is, is different in that it does have a lot of focuses, at least lately, focusing quite a bit on the sort of uh, the flora and fauna, the, um, sorry, excuse me a second. The phones are chiming off out of here. I should I should take this time to remind the listeners that this is the pandemic series of Words on a Wire. We are actually not in the KTEP studios recording all, all of our authors as we normally are. We're actually recording from our homes. I'm, I'm in my home here in El Paso, and Aida is, is in her home in Fresno. In so just, she's in her kitchen. She's doing this live from her kitchen right now, everyone. So there's that. Um, but, you know, yeah, lately I've been listening to a lot of your work and it's been, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of, uh, you know, I think eco-poetics, you could refer to it as in, in, one, in one aspect. Um, or as my of good friend Jack Collum would call it, it's just, it's all poetry, right? We're all part of ecology uh, in that way, you know, so it's, it's human. It's, it's, it's all of us are a part of that. Um, and so, you know, what, what lately has happened to you that's, uh, that's kind of influenced that? Where are you getting that influences, those influences from? Well, a few, yeah, I majored in biology and natural mm. science. So that was my actual area of study. Wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, recently, in 2018, actually, I applied to uh, go back to school and do a certificate program through UC Santa Cruz. So it's the UC California Naturalist Certificate Program. And it's uh, dedicated to getting, you know, citizen scientists, you know, people just lay people out into nature and um, being uh, interpreters, basically. Mm -hmm. That's what they call you, but actually they call you an interpreter. So you're right. interpreting factual uh, history, the land and the animals and what is there to people. And of course I came, I came at it in a little, I got accepted Ooh, on the basis yeah. of being yeah. a, <laughs> on the basis of being a poet kind of sad for me because you know I wanted to be all with science but it was <laughs> it was because of my poetry background um they mm -hmm. were trying to be uh to have like a wide variety of different people in the program and so nice um, yeah it was it was neat when I got my my letter telling me that I'd made it into the program I was excited right. because I was going to get to do science again and so that was what I thought right yeah and then I showed up and what happened was that I had this uh, incredible spiritual awakening mm. being out there in, yeah. in nature, in the mountains, walking yeah. the riverbeds, you know, walking right. the ocean, studying the geological formations, all that stuff. And that's, right. that's where that's coming from. And I think it's also because as of late, um, I felt like a lot of institutions and establishments and you know, the agencies that are all official, whatever that means, you know, there's been a lot of like, you don't belong here. You need to go back to wherever you're from. And I'm sorry, but I feel very deeply connected to the land. And I'm from that area, from the central coast, from Salinas. Right. 
And okay, so okay. I, I started writing because of that. Got you. Yeah. I mean, and that was one of the first things that I was really, uh, that drew me into your poetry as well, because, um, you know, I, I spent some time at the San Joaquin River also and, and worked there for the river conservation for a few years in, in Fresno. And it really did, when you were reading your poem, it reminded me, and when you were telling us the anecdote, what was behind that poem, it reminded me there was a time when, yeah, I did come face to face with, uh, actually with elk in, in when I was living in Colorado. That's pretty scary, um, you know, but also uh, mountain lions when I was there at the Lost Lake Park, um, you know, in the San Joaquin River. Oh, yeah. But one particular moment was when I came face to face with a beautiful blue heron. And it just, it, I was sitting there eating my lunch just on the side banks of the, you know, part of my job was to kind of travel up and down the river and see what was going on. And sometimes I'd take my lunch break and I'd sit there on a, I'd find a nice rock around Lost, Lost Lake and just sit on the rock and just kind of meditate and look at the river and eat my food. And I was doing that one day quietly and this heron and just blue heron just came and swooped in and sat like right in front of me and I just stood perfectly still I didn't move anything I was just like like barely breathing just watching it maybe like four feet in front of me or five feet in front of me and it was just gorgeous and I just watched it in such detail for the longest time and then finally I guess I moved my eyeballs and it's and it saw it I just flew off you know and I could feel its wind its wings even flutter around my face like the wind around it as it took off it was it was an incredible, yeah, it was an incredible experience, um, you know, and, and with that same intention of like, you know, I write a lot about Fresno and the people that I call, you know, from who are from the place I call home, but it's also something to learn about the flora and fauna, the natural landscape of the place you call home, you know, it lends something to that. And so, you know, um, that's what I'm hearing now in your poems, you know, that, that kind of aspect of it, which is, it's wonderful. Um, how many more, um, well, let me ask you, here's a, I'm going to turn, I'm going to turn a corner here. I want to ask you this. Where were you when poetry first found you? How old were you? Where would take us back to this moment where poetry first found you? The first time that I realized, well, that I recognized that I physically wrote a poem, I was nine years old. Wow. I was a kid. Um, I would always go around, I guess, I'm, like I tell you, I'm, I'm a dreamer. And so my mom says that I always, my mom used to tell me that I used to, sing little crazy songs and I mean I guess when you're two it could be a poem I don't know but you know I didn't know I didn't know how to write but I learned how to read and write English um pretty fast in a month in kindergarten at Sanborn Elementary and wow. the next thing you know I was writing and I would write all these little things um and I got in trouble for writing in first grade uh stuff that I wasn't assigned to write I was just writing because I wanted to write words. I liked words and I liked writing them. But sure, when I was sure. nine, I wrote my first poem and I got dragged into the principal's office because they thought I was plagiarizing. They thought I had stolen the poem and it became a big deal because, and he was he was a Latino, Mr. Carvajal was a Latino. He was the vice principal. He wasn't even my principal. Wow. And he was like, you know that you didn't write this young lady and we're gonna call your mom and dad and this is very bad. And my mom and dad were like, Te robaste un libro? Like they didn't understand. They thought you stole it. They thought you they thought I stole a book. Yeah. Because he was saying, you know, words, just but he because his Spanish was terrible, poor man. Yeah. So, anyways, finally when my dad understood what was happening, my dad was like, Oh, get lunch. Yeah, yeah. He's uh oh. You're saying my daughter's a liar and a thief? Well, she's not. She, we watched her write this poem on the kitchen mm, table in her yeah. yeah. 
wow. that was my first and it was a stupid little love poem you know well i, I mean not stupid if it caused already uh if it got that kind of attention and caused that kind of uproar that was a sign that you were already off and running with the power of your own poetry and your language <laughs> no i went on yeah i went on to win an award for writing wow. that year and uh Wow. I don't know where Mr. Carvajal is, but hi, Mr. Carvajal. <laughs> <laughs> he might be here in El Paso. What, you never know. <laughs> I yeah, uh, I know what plagiarism is now. <laughs> I know, I've yeah. never done it. Thank you, right? And I don't do it. Yeah, exactly. And I don't partake in that. <laughs> yes. No le hago eso. No le hago. And you and I, it's interesting because you and I met back in the late 90s. We've known each other for like more than 20 years. Yeah. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, way more than 20 years. That's crazy. Because my daughter was already born and she's 25 now. Wow. Yeah. So. Dang. That's crazy. Yeah. I remember we were doing teatro back in the Fresno, Fresno State. Um, yeah. El Maestro Juan Felipe Herrera. So that was, you know, some that time ago. Time that was a different ago. incarnation. I don't even know who that woman was anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that was a different incarnation. I know. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Oh, you were a painter. I didn't even know you were a poet. I, I a wasn't writer. either. I, I was a poet either. I was a painter also. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you were a painter. I was like, that's funny. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's see. I'm going to ask you in a minute here to read another poem for our audience. But uh, I wanted to ask you, how's the um, how is the pandemic? How's that affecting you? And also, how's poetry play a role in that in that in the situation for you? Well. Um, Fresno, you know, Fresno's a, a big rural city. It's a big rancho. <laughs> we're like, yeah, that's right. We're a yeah. big ranch. Yeah. So we're all up in each other's business. We have, we're right next to a very conservative enclave of people in Clovis. So we've had a lot of Trump parades and uh, anti-mask demonstrations and all this right. craziness. But now our mayor elect has coronavirus. What? Wow. Yeah, I didn't know that. Bunch, Your mayor has a coronavirus. Bunch of, a bunch of Republican people that were getting together to celebrate the election got sick, mm, including our mayor. Yeah. That's what yeah. happens. They caused a little cluster, infected mm. some people in the county. It's, it's, it is bad. So that's now bad. we're starting to have like, um, I don't, at this moment, I think people are more willing to comply now because they've come out and like publicly said like you need to wear your mask you need to stay you know, right <laughs> right and all that but, yeah. so but like in the yeah. the, like the quarantine aspect no, go ahead sorry oh no no so the personally quarantine aspect yeah. um i'm a hermit so it's kind of <laughs> right i'm okay the only thing is that i i feel like um now i'm doing more readings like from my house than i ever yeah. did like going places <laughs> so yeah i mean that's a positive that's an upswing <laughs> yeah i'm totally glare right here see i live in this window yeah. because i work here and i right. write here and <laughs> and yeah that's where the glare of the sun is at right in your face yeah, for the listeners who can't see you yeah <laughs> it's not yeah. the makeup i swear yeah, you're all washed out. <laughs> uh, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like, this was a bad moment to have the window. Uh, the sun nice. is coming out, but yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I like I like being at home, sequestered yeah. and writing. I like nice. Well, share. Why don't you share another poem with us? Sure. Please. Um, this piece is called Stone. De piedra sangre. 
I make my own heaven. I drag it out of, out of the streets and in hospitable terrains. I mix tabique brick mortar with my hands, kneading. I need to make my own heaven. It is clandestine and broad daylight. It's microwave popcorn from Costco because Costco can cross the border as many times as it wants and it has never been asked to go back to where it came from. And not in this kitchen, scrubbed so clean with bleach that the roaches have to ask permission to scatter out into the floor. Sulema and I don't flinch. She has figured me out. We know we have lived some life and now it takes way more than a cockroach to keep us from moving forward. We push past the roaches, the military, the long nights, and even longer days. There is popcorn to be made, a courtyard of children waiting for it. Baby girl walks in to check on our progress. She's waiting impatiently for popcorn. The smell of butter makes its way around the shelter, la casa. The house is built on a solid foundation of Goodyear tires and unpacked, repacked suitcase, unpacked, repacked plans. Today, there is popcorn. And all that matters is today for my sake, not for Sulema's. The flower beds and the upside down Christmas trees drying out in the sun are beautiful. I will remember them when I am warm by a campfire watching my children for signs of chill. I will remember them determined, uneven steps, protruding out of the hillsides, going wherever they need to go. Tijuana hillsides. There is no going back wherever they need to go. Sulema and I both know this, standing in the hot kitchen of the TJ shelter, it is obvious. It is a beautiful truth. It takes hesitation and beats it down into the floor. We dance on it. Mm. And if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Words on a Wire, and we are speaking with Fresno-based poet, uh, spoken word artist, uh, activist, and nature lover, Aided Medina. Uh, who just read her wonderful poem. What's the title of that poem, Ida? It's called Stone. Stone? Mm-hmm. Nice. You can see all the outcrops of rocks coming out of the hills in Tijuana, in that shelter where we were at. And I just, I kept thinking, you know, like, ¿Cómo se hace aquí tan bonito con un montón de piedra everywhere? Like, mm, just yeah. like, you know. Yeah. Kind of describing yeah. for me and so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. When the cockroaches uh, were like. <laughs> I know that you... Right. You know, you've been also working quite a bit with you for quite some time, mentoring young people. You were a part of the Voices Out Loud program and just mentoring and things like that. How has that, um, you know, what's your calling? Why is that? Why do you feel that's your calling? But also, how has that influenced your writing and performance? In the best way. Because <laughs> now I'm, you know, okay. tia, mama to all of these young poets who are coming up, who are not only coming up, but are amazing. Yeah. Francis, all these people, all these poets out of Washington. Uh, why don't you name, name a few? Why don't, why don't we give some shout outs to a few? Well, my, you know, I don't, I don't want to, they're going to be like, oh, you only like her. But I'm going to say all of Washington Union High School, all mm-hmm. of those kids, all of you guys from Washington Union, I love you guys. And it's been multiple years that I got to coach them before wow. I stopped working without that. And so I got to see them grow up. A lot of them, wow. you know, come up from freshmen up. And it, they, they blow me away. And they make me feel like a proud, you know, mommy and 
It's a little fuzzy. Yeah. It makes me feel like, que si se un poquito. I know a little bit, you know? So yeah. <laughs> that's how it's affected me. It's actually made me, I think, more confident. Right. Yeah. Why am I yeah. Then to write and to present my work as this is a solid piece of writing. Right. Because I've taught all these youngins. Have you heard them? They're bad. You know, they're just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I mean, you, so you take them from like the actual writing of the po poem into the performance of the poem. Is that right? Yeah. I got to coach them more. You know, I, of course I got to make suggestions, but their teachers are amazing. Right. You know, the teachers at, at Washington are so dedicated to poetry. They really are. Wow, they have an really? awesome English department there that goes out of their way, out of their way and goes the extra mile. So I'm lucky I, when I get them, I step in, they've already been working on their writing and they're into a couple of drafts. And then I get to tell, I get to teach them how to invoke that emotion when they get on stage and then they read. And then right. so sometimes, mm -hmm. yeah, things get changed around and, you know, and I have watched them like pick up. Sometimes, sometimes I'm just there, I'm like, oh, I taught her how to, I taught her how to say that or, you know, oh, he's doing what I said he should do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're so cool. Yeah, and you yourself have been doing um, like slams and and kind of spoken word events and collaborative events, like yeah, multimedia events and stuff all over the the state of all over the Southwest, right? Every yes, Everywhere. I went to you Texas. Were in Dallas. I yeah, went you were to in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, right. for the for the Women of the World Slam, is that what it was? Yes, that was. Oh my gosh, that was that. Also, all of these events that I get to do and performances and readings and collaborations they really they teach me a lot I always come away you know having learned something brand new again. right there the the power of taking the poem off the page and presenting it in a genuine way yeah you know, it, it's uh, it can do things it can it can start movements and stop you know, horrible things from happening. It does. I've seen it. The human yeah. spirit is very moved by by art. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that um, you've you know you've been accumulating these poems. I you know you've been accumulating these poems for for quite some time now, and wow. um, we, we yeah, your whole life exactly since you were nine. So, <laughs> um, so my next question to you is: Is there? Um, I know we've we talked a little bit about this prior, but is there a manuscript in the works? What's coming up for you? Yes, it's being dragged out of me. <laughs> Good. Yeah. No, because the the work is there. The work is there, but you know everything deserves attention and actual focus and discipline. And um, what can I say? I was a biology student. You know, I didn't right. have and and a mother and a wife. I was married. You know, for right. ten yeah. years, and yeah. all of that requires your attention. And I have a full time job. You know, right. thankfully, right. so I can eat. <laughs> so, yeah, but all of those things require attention. Yeah. So there I am, you know, with a whole body of work, like you said, a whole lifetime of work. Mm -hmm. But it needs attention. It needs some editing and discipline and looking at polishing. And just bringing it together it took me two years just wow. gathering it from the wind because right. it was everywhere. In old drives and notebooks and wow. oh this program or somebody had a copy of something I did with the theater group in San Francisco. Okay. 
acá en Salinas, there was something else. Oh my gosh. Wow. Like, people started sending me my work back. Wow. That's very <laughs> that nice. That was pretty Generous. incredible. Oh, here, this one. Yeah. Oh, here, do you remember when you wrote this? And I'm like, I did not, but thank you, because now I can use it in my manuscript. And so that's where I'm at right now, actually that's hammering cool. away and working working on it with a, a, a good friend who's become, he's become a good friend um, mm -hmm. in, in the Bay Area. And he's a wonderful teacher. He's a professor and he's, you know, he's taking his time to mentor me and get me through this mm. process. And he's associated with a lot of wonderful presses and he knows a lot of people. And so nice. that's good too. That's good. That's always good to to align yourself that way and network like that. I mean, obviously, you know, we, we, we don't get, where we are without that so that's, yeah, that's hey, very good los amigos cuentan los compadres all that stuff is real yeah. oh yeah it no for real, real. Yeah. <laughs> but you I know, know. We, we help each other out and i really think yeah. that you know if you don't have if you really are not good at writing then it doesn't matter who you know mm -hmm. you know right okay it doesn't matter who you know but when you when people appreciate your work and they they have a genuine affection for your work and their respect then they're more apt to ask you even, hey, do you need help with this? Right. And I've gotten a lot of that, you know? Right. And Good. encouragement, including from you. Like, yeah. cuando, when are we going to see this? Blah, blah. And all that is good pressure. It's good to keep yeah. me on my toes and be like, yeah, I need to do this. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm, I was the same, the exact same way. It took people to tell me, you know, when are you going to read in cafes your whole life? Uh, that's not a bad thing, but you know, but uh, what about a manuscript? Do you know? And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. And then it was like, just bring all your work to my office. We'll put it together. You know? So it really took a lot of pushing. And then finally, you know, finally you do. And then after that, you start to gain <laughs> momentum, you know, <laughs> but I know that you've been, you've been just really at it, working hard at it for quite some time, you know? And, and uh, you know, and I think that's, I think all of that is so vital, of course, you know, of course, we have to work hard at it, we have to pay the dues, we have to kind of go out into the community and feel out where our voice is, where, you know, where, where we, where we stand and where we fall within all of that, you know, and I know that I, and if clearly because you're in, you're a Fresno based writer, I know that you have all the resources there at your fingertips because there's a lot of credible writers uh, who are friends, of course, but just some really wonderful folks. Um, and I think of the current poet laureate there, Marisol Baca, you know, the, Great writer oh, Lee Herrick, yeah. Mike Medrano, just a lot of good writers that come out of there, of course. So I'm excited for you. Um, we have a couple minutes left, so before I uh, before I start to start to aim to let you go, why don't you um, share another poem with us? Okay. I had it right here. <laughs> okay, it's all right. And then it's gone. <laughs> that's the way you know i don't know about you but uh, i'm pretty blind now <laughs> hey i'm getting there you see my glasses you know what i mean like and i'm already going this prescription's old i have to look at another prescription now <laughs> i put on the wrong glasses the other day it was hilarious because i i i couldn't read it was on a live reading that marisol put together for Arte Americas, right. and I came in, slid into home, and was trying to read and with the wrong glasses. Yeah. But um, I'm going to do a piece in Spanish because you know I also write in Beautiful. Spanish. Um, and so yes. this trans this piece was actually translated for me by Leopoldo Orozco, a wonderful writer out of Mexico City. 
Nice. And um, amazing. And so this is one of the pieces that was featured in the Cuatro, Cuatro Poetas Chicanas in Delirio. Mm -hmm. So this is called El 6 de Abril del 2020. Necesitamos amar a través de este miedo y de este miedo. Dejo todas las ventanas de mi casa abiertas a las tormentas, pero cerradas cuando visito a mi hija. La amo a través del cristal. Necesitamos amar a través de las paredes, a través de los barrotes de hierro, a través de las albergues de cartón y de las cuentas de banco vacías. Amamos a nuestras madres, a nuestros padres, en habitaciones de hospicio, en las tumbas, a nuestros prisioneros de guerras raciales que no recuerdan a sus padres o a sus madres. Tenemos que amar a través de los catcalls y las furiosas turbas encapuchadas, amar a través de los dedos que cubren nuestras bocas, del peso de todo lo que nos quiere enterrar, parir amor, parir amor a través de la enfermedad de nuestras mentes. Necesitamos amar a través del espesor de lo viscoso desconocido, la contracción de la tierra, lo que sé, lo que sé que lo que sea que temas, amaremos a través de su densidad, viendo por nosotros mismos algo del otro lado, recordando que los muros, los muros no pueden detenernos, solo retenernos momentáneamente, solo momentáneamente. Y ahora, Ahora tenemos que pagar el precio y no lo estamos pagando todos de alguna forma el precio. Heridos de la rodilla, de la barriga, del corazón, de nuestra sangre. El amor no está esperando a que termine la cuarentena. Puede ir a cualquier sitio, inhalar cualquier cosa, tocar cualquier cosa y a cualquiera. Va de la mano con la muerte. Baila con cada momento de mi vida, la muerte. Te amo, te amo con cada momento de mi vida. Wow. And that is the voice of Fresno-based poet uh, Aided Medina, who we've been speaking with today uh, about her projects and her work and her writing um, and her teaching. Uh, and her mentoring. I did thank you so much again. You know, we're all fans of your work here at Words on a Wire. And, uh, you know, when, you're, when your book drops, we're going to have to bring you back here to have a real, uh, another interview to talk about that. <laughs> so you, you let us know. Soon, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I'm Gracias. sure it will. Thank Gracias. you so much. I did take care of yourself uh, during this time of uh, pandemic, okay? Tú también, okay? <laughs> uh, yes, of course. Of Bye. Course. Bye. And that wraps it up for this edition of Words on a Wire. I'd like to thank our special guest today, Fresno-based poet, spoken word artist, uh, nature lover and teacher, Aided Medina. Um, she'll be working on her manuscript and uh, we'll have her back once her book drops. Also want to thank our wonderful producer, Dee Wu, and also our producer, Claudia Flores. Want to make sure that you uh, check us out on also our podcast, Words on a Wire at Apple and Spotify. Uh, that wraps it up and uh, looking forward to seeing you next week. Same time, same place right here on KTEP 88.5 FM.